Amber Rudd has come under criticism this week for suggesting deportees put on Jamaican accents to fit in in their new surroundings. The backlash has caused the Home Department to backpedal on plans to hand out welcome hampers, including novelty bongs, a Damien Marley album, and a litre bottle of Levi Root's reggae reggae sauce. about Brexit, the only podcast guaranteed to not talk about Brexit. Uh, this week we're going to bring you four new stories from the week's news that are fun and jovial and hopefully funny. Who wants to start? Can we? And hopefully <laughs> funny underneath the podcast name. <laughs> Maybe not the end. Remove that. Doesn't make any sense otherwise. I think we do funny. really well at introductions. I think that's probably the thing that we do best on the podcast. I would like more rambling and bouncing off one another in the, in I the intros. I know you would like that. I, but I'd like that at every every point. <laughs> it's <laughs> not just the Michael show, Michael. I, I'm Sometimes prepared to give up that, that moniker if you guys will step it up. I don't, no, I don't understand. I don't understand. You just said two things that you emphasised, but I don't think that any... Not what was the connection? Oh my else. god, I'm being destroyed here. That's, uh, are Monica. Gonna, are you doing story number one? I am, I am, but wow. I feel... <laughs> Go on then. Greatly. Should we build his spirits before we... Yeah, oh, this is going to be shit, isn't it? Oh god, here well, it goes again. I'm really looking forward to it. I think this is definitely going to win. I think you're the best storyteller of the group. What emotions do you want me to feel, guys? <laughs> I mean, I know that I came in Brashly and assaulted you all, but give me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. All yes. at the same time. <laughs> so, so. <you> <laughs> I did. I did bring a story. Um, yes. So my story this week is called "Who Will Teach the Teachers." Oh. Uh, this story is incredible, by the way. I honestly feel like it could be made into a Forrest Gump style film. Um, it's sort of a biopic, I guess, but the person who whose story it is came out and told this story recently, and it was in the BBC's news section this week. So, John Corcoran of New Mexico became a seemingly great teacher, from what I can tell, in spite of missing what skill? Fingers. <laughs> Talking. <laughs> Sorry. Skill as a fingers. Is the thing <laughs> Wait, what? Fingers are a skill, where you're <laughs> No, skill is a fingers. Though. Skill is a fingers sounds like Katie a... toiled in her youth to grow her fingers, and now she is very proud of the. Of... So wait. I can type five letters. In what? So once you've used your finger once, that's it. It's gone. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Over the course of your lifetime. It's a, it's a lot like yeah. a bumblebee, you know, when they they I think do the thing. And it's then... like a snail when you prod its eye, and it, and your finger just retracts forever. <laughs> you, ty- you type one letter, and you get five, and apparently you don't have ten because you don't have ten oh, fingers. What sort of snails have you been uh, poking? No, what? when you poke a snail in the eye, well, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> but, are, you, are you saying that like it's a common sort of when you poke a snail in the eye? Yeah, they do the thing. With the g- no, I do get it. I do. As, okay, as a so. kid, everyone has poked a snail in the eye. Oh, oh it's the snail's eye that goes in, not your, <laughs> not your finger. <laughs> well, the universe is broken. When you prod a snail's eye but your finger retreats <laughs> and your arm just keeps going, you're like, I'm going to die. That's <laughs> just a really hard snail, isn't it? Like, no, I'm just like, yeah, come on then. That's what I thought you were saying. And I was like, I mean, in a hypothetical situation, yes. But then when you started talking about it quite like a... Yeah, this is what it does. I was like, 
Hold on a minute. <laughs> Katie, you said you had to grow your fingers out. Is, is that a thing up north? Is yeah, that... yeah. You got you so got you're... you grow your, you put to work, and then that's where you really learn to grow your fingers. So they, without fingers yet formed, they put you to work, thinking that that's the best way of making you grow your fingers. Absolutely. What they throw you in at the deep end what without jobs? fingers. <laughs> free, free so it's work. swimming. It's swimming is your work. Yes. Okay, and they just throw you in. They throw you in, and you grow the fingers because you've got to adapt to survive. <laughs> Northerners are very. They all very live in water. Yeah. Like the north is just covered with pools. <laughs> yes. Oh, careful, dear, driving along. Watch out for the pool in the middle of the road. Knew about that one. Oh, oh Sandra, you're in the pool. Nice to see you growing your I fingers. Didn't, I didn't see it. <laughs> Good thing Sandra hasn't uh, typed her five letters out yet. She'd have no fingers to swim away with. <laughs> and that's how they test you once you do your first sort of like round of swimming. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, this uh, is this this whole vamping is exactly what I've got written uh, for my story. I can't imagine how accurate you can't believe how accurate you got it. Even Sandra. You even guess Sandra, a story person not in this story. Yeah. Um, I think they can't speak. That's what I said. To be fair, you can't have the same answer. Okay, in that case, I think they have the eyes of a snail that people's <laughs> fingers whenever you touch them. <laughs> So the absence of a skill, I don't know what you you maybe thought that meant. Can we, for a second, pause and actually re- imagine, like, a human, right, but with oh, the no. eyes of a snail? Okay. That's quite cool, isn't if, it? If you, no one's ever done that, have they? Is there, like a, like, a comic with that? Yes. They've done it. If you like horror comics, Junji Ito uh, of Japan is a great manga writer, and he wrote a, a series of really horrible stories, which will make your skin crawl far scarier than Goosebumps. Oh. My goosebumps is my standard. <laughs> Have you read scary. Goosebumps as an adult though? No. It is pornography. <laughs> <laughs> I read. I've been. I've been I've collecting that Goosebumps before, books know. from charity shops, and there is like characters such as Mister Wood, oh, yeah. Slappy is a character. <laughs> They're puppets, but you know it's it's. it's uh, and yeah, then there's I've Hard heard Dick. It's really <laughs> yeah, then, then, yeah. <laughs> he's just a he's a woman's man. <laughs> you know, absolutely. What? Like, like, I'm not explaining myself. <laughs> so, uh, you think he doesn't speak, you think he doesn't have fingers, <laughs> as a skill, yeah. and you think... It's a weird sort of hentai creation. And <laughs> as a lack of a skill, you think he's a deformed snail man. <laughs> uh, I would like you to know that this story is based in reality. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, Tash was closest because hers is also based in reality. <laughs> yes, Mine's based in, in right reality. Realm. My space in reality, I just don't have that many skills on my CV. Fingers is one of them. Katie has fingers. Has used Microsoft Word. Has fingers. fingers. Has Has typed five letters. Three letters left in those things. On my CV, I've got like Michael Cook, physics graduate. Have you just got like Katie Moncaster? Finger owner. Yes. No, th- fing- fingers owner. Yes. I've got three left. No. But they might think you mean the Cadbury <laughs> product. Um, yeah. Oh. Well, either way, they might hire me. Not, not you... as a typist. That, is that not. their skill? As right, let's go on with the Cadbury's fingers? I enjoyed that, but let's go on with the story. So he cannot read or write. That is the skill set he's missing. As a young boy, John longed to read like his older sisters. Uh, however, once he went to school, he found out that reading was trying was like trying to translate Chinese to him. I imagine it doesn't say anywhere in the article, but I imagine he had a uh, dyslexia. Yeah, that's what I'm that. thinking, uh, and didn't know how to voice the issue because what child really understands how to voice an important thing like this? You know, they they might not. 
His teachers, in spite of knowing, despite what I've just said, his teachers clearly knew he couldn't read. But in spite of not knowing, they continued to move him through the grades. So at fifth grade, which is year six for our English, Canadian and Australian listeners, uh, he said he'd given up on it and began to see school as a war he dreaded going. Oh. Well, it makes, makes sense because it's such a key skill. You need mm. it in everything, you know. Um, by the seventh grade, that's year eight, he found himself disruptive, uh, a clown, and defiant, but he did want to succeed, so he knuckles down. He's good at maths, he's good at athletics, and he's good with people. To demonstrate these skills, he got girls to do his homework for him. <laughs> <laughs> who, nice. fan- who fancied him? Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I imagine like they lift. he lifts the girl up, she stops writing, and then he brings her down yeah. again, and she carries on writing, and then you know they just do that for hours. I don't know, it's a much more efficient system that they could employ. <laughs> Really, a bit stupid. Professional typist. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm not going over that bit again. <laughs> <laughs> he cheated in exams, for which he. So I, I, I realize there's a lot of things I'm going to tell you in the story, which might make him sound superficially like a bad person. But I feel like if you read the article, you'll see that his heart's very much in the right place. But he didn't know what to do because when you don't have like, such an important skill set, like what do you do? I've so, cheated in an exam before. Same as yeah, although like multiple times. <laughs> copied um, answers that's from right some, from someone else well actually what I did is I saw an answer next to me copied it and then realised they were wrong <laughs> <laughs> so technically it did get it did lead me to the right answer I was this when you saw how they were growing their pinky and then you're like ah uh, yeah, I was that's like, how I'll grow mine they've got their index finger in the place of the <laughs> pinky <laughs> schoolboy error it costs yeah I, I used my snail eyes to look up and <laughs> over someone oh that would be so horrible like, you know when like teachers come and stand oh, behind you and they sort of like yeah. you can like hear the coffee yeah the coffee breath imagine right and you're like and they're looking at your work and it's really stressful imagine a snail eye coming oh. down to examine and they're like just touching you and you're oh. like oh. it's okay because the teachers obviously can stop you very quickly by just poking you in the eye retract <laughs> <laughs> according to urban legend um, a teacher standing behind you means you're the answer to a question that someone else has set them like go stand yeah. behind the one that you think will be most likely to be prime minister or Oh, oh, that whole thing. I see. Yeah. yeah. So that's their way of like playing games while they've got two hours for, to sit in an exam. That one oh. was quite a nice example, though. I remember hearing about like much more horrible things like, oh, go stand behind the child that's like, you know, something bad. Oh, the what? smelliest. Yeah, like things like stand that. Stand behind the child who's got like snail eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them bar normal John. <laughs> Normal John is so weird. <laughs> what a freak, he doesn't have what, snail eyes. Why have we called him Normal John? Oh, it's ironic. <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, moving on. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so he cheated in exams, but um, he passed and went on to get a full scholarship for college. I think this is based on his sports skills. So in college, he memorised... Oh, so obviously he faces that exact same problem. Can't read, can't really revise for things, so he... Um, he has to cheat in exams again. So here's some examples of what he did. Uh, he memorised tests of teachers who repeated the same test every year. That was an easy pass, obviously. Quite skillful, though. Memorising. Especially I when mean, you're memorising symbols that you have that. no idea what they mean. <laughs> yeah. it's just like That's like trying to memorise you know, a different um, alphabet entirely, mm. but not knowing what any of it meant. Mm. So he must have a very, very good memory. Um, Those are really clever. Like, mm. All of these strategies are really, really smart. So. Makes you think, <laughs> what is cleverness? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, when he couldn't cheat so easily, he had to get creative. In one exam, the teacher wrote the questions on the board. He painstakingly copied these questions as what they looked like as pictures to him and then handed his book out of the window to his best friend 
who wrote the correct answers for him and then handed the book back near the end of the test. Oh, no. Right? That is... The reason his friend agreed mm-hmm. to this is his friend was super smart, but agreed because he was shy and wanted help asking the girl he liked to the school dance, which John had agreed to help with. That's all about the ladies. This is going to be a film. Right? That's why I said... It was at that point I was like... It's 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 not quite like Forrest Gump because uh, with Forrest Gump obviously he can't walk and you know he can mm. run really fast yeah. and but um, with with him I don't know I guess he'd stop start with not reading and then later speed read to show his improvements <laughs> I guess is how you'd yes, show that just yes, straight through a book yeah. like, wow, just, the book's on fire and he's like I learned nothing <laughs> I didn't read any of that <laughs> it's interesting because he's having to like trade the skills obviously that he doesn't have for skills that he does have. Which makes you kind of realise what things are untraditionally skills. So, like, confidence. Well, I, I think as well, though, you know. there's there's a lot he can get away with here because of the generation he grew up in. This isn't... Uh, so, he, I think this he was born in, like, the 50s or the 40s. Oh. And was a teacher. And, like, like the, that. So, you know, he, mm. he grew up in a generation where there were fewer people and more opportunities. So, I think you can get away with a lot more. I think nowadays you'd... You'd be screwed. Yeah, we should. They should make it easier to cheat. Yeah, like yeah. if you, you know if you're gonna cheat, it's fine. You're not gonna get all the right Take, answers. Takes brain cells to cheat, man. Exactly. Like, it's like, hard. That's like sneaky. Skillful. Espionage. Ways. Yeah. But maybe maybe they do. Maybe it's all just a conspiracy. Maybe they know you cheated, but they were like she had capacity to cheat, so we'll mm. let her off. So we'll give her an A. Yeah. I remember In thinking fact, that one time. Wow. Walked right into a job because I cheated. Did you? And my friend no, come, up, come oh. up to you like, yeah, so, I saw you being sneaky. <laughs> How much I are you observing us? <laughs> I saw you. All the time. Those snail eyes will come useful <laughs> in the MFF. <laughs> <laughs> I think in MFF they want inconspicuous people. Did you not know that they all have snail eyes? That's how you I tell. like to see James Bond, but James Bond has snail eyes and just all these women are inexplicably attracted to him. There's is... just something about him. <laughs> this is definitely... <laughs> <sighs> Visual joke. Uh, this is definitely a Snapchat filter that needs to happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's insane. <laughs> For another exam, he broke into his professor's house by pretending to be a desperate businessman locked out of his own house where his business trip flight tickets were. I convincing... have a business flight for my business. <laughs> I'm a businessman. I'm going on a business trip. No, no, no. There's Do more you know t- about business? <laughs> There's more to it. He didn't like knock <laughs> and say to the professor, oh, you're... This house is my house. <laughs> You've got my plane tickets. I'm the teacher now. House. You're the student. And the professor was like, he's very That's how he became yeah. a teacher. Oh, he's so charismatic. I just... <laughs> no, um, he convinced a locksmith that it was his house. Oh, I, I probably should have added that in sooner. You didn't just say that to the house. I own you. Let me in. It's quite a lot of confidence, isn't it? To so, just, just assume someone's life. <laughs> well, he did it so he could go inside and find the answer papers to the test, which he did find. So, yeah, he, that's how he passed that one. On graduating, there was a teacher shortage at the time. So he took a job that he was offered and he says, it was like escaping a lion cage. And then immediately getting right back in and taunting the lion. <laughs> but nobody suspects the teacher of not being able to read. So he taught many things, uh, but he also taught typing at 65 words per minute. 65 unknown words. <laughs> but she knows how to type. And he knows they make a sentence because no one's like, you're just writing nonsense. <laughs> but he doesn't know what he's saying. Uh, he also taught things like athletics and, and such like that. Um, 
when taking roll call, and I actually think this is a good tactic here, he asked the kids to repeat their names so he could remember them with the guise of saying, you know, along the lines of, well, I want to respect you and make sure I've got your name right, so if you just tell me your name, then I'll remember it because you deserve that respect as a, as a kid. Yeah. And the, and the kids nice. were probably like, what a cool teacher. He treats me like I'm an adult. But really, he's just trying to scream over <laughs> yeah. knowing how to read. I mean, how many times must you see the Lauren? And you must pick up that that looks like Lauren now. Well, that's how you re- that's how you learn, isn't it? Like yeah. you, you just hear words and then you see them and learn to. Obviously, you have to be taught like certain sounds, but it is repetition, isn't it? Really, yeah. uh, it's if you're a linguist, uh, you know, let us know. Let us know because I'm genuinely yeah, because it's an this... unusual thing for your brain not to be able to to come to that. But then again, actually, the if he does have dyslexia, so well, we don't know, but we can make that assumption. Mm. But I don't know how extreme dyslexia gets. Like, I does, ooh. Like, the words can sort of, like, There's... feel, it feels like they're jumping around and things. So mm. even, even if you were to be, like, you've got the capacity to recognise what a word mm. is, it's when you're actually looking at the word, it's like the, yeah. the process of looking that, at it. But that's what, what I mean. Is, I does it get to a point where it's, it's not only that the process is severely difficult, it's that you can't even... Do it. You yeah, know, there's a do. there's a mental block essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, there's yeah. an actual so there's a website and it's great and I'll link I'll link to the story I guess. Um, which you go on this web page and it explains dyslexia to you, but all of the words jump around at like irregular mm. intervals and it's a nightmare. Even if you feel confident reading, you, you will struggle with it. At faculty meetings, the principal had members of staff each week come up and write on the board. His plan, if he ever got called to ask on the blackboard, was to shout "Call nine one one." And fake a heart attack. <laughs> wow, that is he, a solid ne- plan. And he never had to write on the board, so I guess that works. I'm gonna ramble. We did have six heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking... Maybe this athletics teaching is not for you. Like <laughs> he sounds like a great guy, and I don't want to cut him short. There's a lot more to his story, but if you want to, if you want to read it, I'll we'll post the link. And I don't want to undersell him, but just for brevity, his wife found out as he read a story to her, their daughter. Uh, but the story was completely different to what the wife was reading. <laughs> oh. And the daughter was like, that's not how mum reads it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the mum like caught on and she was like, oh, guess he can't read. <laughs> she probably didn't sound that bored. <laughs> is, he, is he still a teacher? Uh, no, he quit. Um, I don't actually know what he does now. He probably retired. She loves him dearly enough that she, she stays with him in spite of this. And uh, well, in spite of, what am I even on about? I think there's much more to a person than their ability to read, but... Um, you can't read. I can't be with you. Also, this is That's a, it. This is so in those America. Those vowels were just made up. You didn't even write them down. I don't even know what a vowel is. <laughs> oh, it, was a, it was a mishearing gag. <laughs> that was the misheard joke gag alarm. <laughs> it's going to be a. You know, I like. <laughs> I like that. The Brexit alarm is very infrequent on this season. <laughs> Last season, it was sounded like all the damn time. Yeah. Is, was it an actual alarm or was it you all going... <laughs> yeah, it's because Lewis and Gears wanted to talk about Brexit constantly. Yeah, They're probably the wrong them. people to do that podcast. Um, and now we've evicted them, so they've gone. <laughs> That's what happens when you talk about Brexit. Ironically, oh, <laughs> they've been evicted. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh he was eventually inspired by the late Barbara Bush to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, I'm assuming. Okay. Good George, good man. 
No, don't give him oh. a don't give him a moment to cut this out. Just keep going. <laughs> no, right? keep going. No. Go. Okay, go. so he's t- he inspired by Barbara Bush not to die, but to instead <laughs> learn to read. Uh, so he went and found a tutor uh, and learned to read, and now he's oh. now he's proficient in reading. Um, oh, wow, and, and, and I'll close God. on a quote, a quote that he gave about human beings, which I think is quite nice. He says, "We are not dumb. We can learn to read. It's never too late," which I think mm. you can apply to. All of life, Aww. but if, if we had gone with your route of Barbara Bush's advice, he would have said, "We are we we don't deserve to live. We can all die. It's never too late." But we are. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, You're George. Welcome. It's been a pleasure. Who's who's given us a, a wee story next? I think it's you. Oh my God, it's me. Ooh. Goodness. Um, I want to ask you guys. What it is that you like to have for breakfast? Ooh, porridge. Okay. Is this ideally uh, yeah, in a realistic when you think, world? Yeah, breakfast. What do you like to have? What do you usually have? What's normal to have for breakfast? You want all three of those answered? I don't know. You know, it's <laughs> up to you. So is porridge your answer to all three of them? <laughs> yeah, porridge. <We're> <laughs> porridge, stuff porridge, top, porridge. Sometimes jam, sometimes blueberries. Oh, so nice. But never both. No. Okay. Blueberry jam, acceptable. Blueberry and jam, <laughs> nope. Get out. What about blueberries and blueberry jam? I'm, I'm out of my fucking Blurry mind, mind. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking nuts? What about you? Uh, I would love... Is it Snickers? No, it's not Snickers. Um, but I, I would love... I would love a roast dinner. That would be ideal. That's really interesting, because it's very different to... I mean, I like to have, like, yoghurt and fruit. I'll have those in the evening. They'll, you know, I'll, t- I'll do my duty. Mm. We've discussed Michael's terrorist approach to food <laughs> <laughs> we? we know he's a terrorist because he of his dinner for breakfast <laughs> because he has a Yorkshire pud before 8 <laughs> I um, wanted to say radical and they couldn't think of the words <laughs> terrorist yeah, oh wow that's that ooh. I was yeah. just sort of thinking maybe. like maybe. how can you have like violent food I don't know what I don't know what, how that works yeah, the hearts of my enemies oh that's yeah it's pretty violent Katie thoughts I, feelings I mix it up you know I have like mostly bread <laughs> <laughs> Toast. Mix it okay. up. Bread. bread. Well, like, like bread, but with different things on it. So maybe some avocado, maybe some beans. What about some... both at the same time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, she's open to new ideas, George. She's a freak. My favourite is Linda McCartney sausages. Mm. They're so good. With hash good. browns yeah. and beans and avocado and oh, garlic mushrooms and look toast. Look at that. We're all everything. in agreement about <sighs> Linda McCartney sausages. Linda McCartney. She's not sponsoring this podcast. Shut up. Oh, I was going to do that. That's why I was leaning <laughs> ever closer into the mic. I was going to do like a, um, this podcast is brought to you. Well, moving on to the actual story. <laughs> okay. What would you do if it had nothing to do with breakfast? That was just like a random question I threw out there. I'd cut it. Luckily, <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, so, Linda and Tony McCartney Gilks <laughs> um, apparently like to have eight large sausage rolls and two steak bakes specifically for their breakfast, specifically at 8.45 a.m. Wow. And what, what do you think is the ideal place to go and get those those things? Greg's. Yeah, Greg's really, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's probably going to be Greg's. Yeah. Is it Greg's? Can you Pound Bakery, they're pretty um, exciting. Pound Bakery, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sayers, if you're an old school northerner like me. Oh, yeah, so there's a Sayers near mine. They prefer Morrison's. Morrison's yeah. Bakery. Not a lot of Morrison's around here, is it? There what? was one, but then McDonald's came and ate McDonald's it. came. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's had Morrison's um, for um, breakfast. Um, 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 where, where was the Morrison's? It was... McDonald's. Uh, where the McDonald's is? Which McDonald's? The, the, the new one. one. <laughs> yeah. but the one from which you can see the other two. 
Yeah. O- opposite. The one in between the other station. two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it really is. You can probably use McDonald's to navigate along some sort of like trail in the future. Archaeologists would be like, we're following the McDonald's trail. <laughs> the golden arches. We're following the golden. Oh, oh wow. God, Where does it lead? Horrible to think about. To another McDonald's. <laughs> but this one's actually open. I'm excited um, to see what the world's like in a thousand Liverpool years. Is actually just going to be employed by McDonald's in about ten years' time. Oh no! What a bleak outlook. What about <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah. McDonald's. Well, McDonald's? Maybe McDonald's Kentucky is, in fact, chicken. a better place to go for breakfast because Linda and Tony Gilks had a bit of a problem with Morrison's. In fact, before Linda and Tony Gilks caused an absolute tornado, um, it was Morrison's policy not to sell meat pies before 9am. That's right. So, to quote Linda... I could see bags and bags of pies all wrapped up on cages behind the counter. The trolley was ready to be pushed out. But when I asked for the pies, I was told, we can't sell the pies until 9am. I could have had a fruit pie, but not a meat pie. So... No pies for you, Linda. No pies for you. I was talking to George about Chicken Run before... (laughs) Before the podcast began. But this woman is like, it's, mm. she's like the chicken run villain after the I end know. of the film. Yeah. Did she really lean in that sinisterly? And when you said the thing about the pies being in cages, like, <laughs> they, they were just clucking away. <laughs> pies, I obviously. just love that this is how she, how she phrased it. Like, you can just feel how hurt she is by this whole thing. I, I think she can't tell the difference between pies and animals. Maybe. They're like, but they're just undead pies. <laughs> she did say on Look, cages, pie but also, why did she say cages? Like, is it? It's a trolley. <laughs> so you want? Do you want? We should make like a group called like Freedom for Pies, where we like break in before nine and like with an axe smack open the cages, like run pies, run, <laughs> I, and I, they just roll around. I would not put it past pie. this couple. Like, I would not put it past them. Um, so the couple, alongside five other customers, were then told that the shop had a quote. No meat pies before 9am policy. And she did. And this is what they got very, very cross about. Um, apart from the story itself, uh, I want to draw attention to its coverage. Um, and therefore we'll be quoting the article quite a lot. Um, so we've covered the practical part of the issue that Linda and Tony uncovered. Um, but there's actually there's actually more to this. Wow. Like Private investigators, yeah, aren't they? Exactly. Panorama. Should I get the, I get the double bass out while you play this? Definitely. Do you want to do, do it while I read the quote? Tony, who has fish and chips three times a day, a week. No, let's start again because that was bad. Ready? I'm looking for a pie. Why did you want to meet outside of Greg's? It's night time. <laughs> and not open <laughs> so back to Tony Tony who has fish and chips three days a week and says Tony. he rarely <laughs> touches pastry believes Morrison's I'm going for that sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he's back everyone <laughs> he's back well this Tony, Tony believes Morrison's have a hidden agenda oh wow <laughs> he said quote you can have fruit pies, but you can't have meat pies. He repeats. What does he Just think? The agenda. The, yeah, like, yes. what is... Yeah, like, are they trying to... T- maybe maybe he's, like, threatened by vegetarians mm. or fr- he's just threatened mm. by fruit. When that's he sees it, he just point. gets... See, that's much terrified. more logical than, than 
than any explanation in this article or Tony give. <laughs> Tony continues. When you're faced with that situation at the counter, you start thinking, is it candid camera? Is it April Fool's Day? Also, quote, we have always been able to get pies before 9am. The decision makes no sense. I can't see any logic. He's, he's very perplexed by the whole thing. He's very, very unhappy. He just, ca- he just can't... You just can't understand how you can't get pies before nine. It's ludicrous. Did they have to be in work, or were they? Was it like like were they in a rush? It's or really it just... unclear. Did it happen once and then? It happened since, once, and, then, and they, they ha- kicked off. <laughs> they absolutely kicked off. Obviously, got in touch with this paper, gave them this story. However, there is, there is a bit of background to them as people. Which is it going to slow news week? <laughs> you will believe. Stop the press, we have to get the story in. What, is it horse meat in the burgers again? No, it's the pies. It's the, the pies? lack of them! Yeah. Well, what no, about the pies? Were... Is there drugs or is it... They're just not selling them before nine. Oh. <laughs> That's terrible. Right, restart the press. <laughs> there was a crowd of five people outside waiting for pies. Um, but yeah, so Morrison's gave an explanation. Morrison said that there's no hard and fast policy and meat pies are simply baked for 9am to match customer demand. Oh. That's not my words. That's Morrison's words. Yeah. Um, um, this is the problem when you've got a chain place because all the people are there like, oh, we've got to stick to the, it's the before 9am yeah, rule. So, We're not, it's a rule, but so no I, one knows why. I love the idea of these two hiring an actual private investigator and he's like hanging around Morrison's HQ at like night. He's like, <laughs> well, my plan C is I'm going to break in. I'm going to go into the main office. I'm going to look at their plans around pies. So I'm going to work for the alphabet. A, B, C, D, F, G, go to P, pie plans, pull it out. <laughs> look inside the dossier. Oh, they just don't serve before nine. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no hidden agenda. Someone, it's, it's to meet customer demand. He, like, <laughs> he, like, he pulls out the dossier. He's like, I'm gonna take some pictures of this, and then that, that's fine. That's, it doesn't add anything to the joke, really. There does is it? actually at the top, like the picture at the top. It's the two of them, and they're holding pies. And the just in case of, they're holding forgot. pies in their hands. Is that in case the like, audience member not even forgot in a bag. what a pie was? Yeah, <laughs> not since they began writing, reading the story. What kind of pie? It looks like a meat pie because it's one of those like strangely shaped ones. Got a live animal trying to escape it. <laughs> they actually had to take a photo before nine a.m. So it's a fruit pie, and they're both livid. Just an apple. They're just holding it. Um, just to give um, to give Tony's explanation when he was asked about the whole like, what do you mean hidden agenda thing? He says, "There's more to this. Morrison's have got their own agenda. They don't want people to know about it. They have given too many ridiculous stories about why." They've contradicted themselves over and over. One time. <laughs> it was one time. But if I contradicted themselves, someone's probably gone, I don't know, it's probably this. This is probably the reason. And someone else has gone, I don't know, it's probably this other reason. He's like, well, the other guy said something different because they're both making things up on the spot. Yeah. Oh, I've been so. I've been, I don't know. If you work in retail, you can't. You're quite familiar with the sort of the like. Oh, yeah, so so, wait, so how come how come you don't have any of these in stock? You know, the website said more would be delivered today, and you're like, oh well. You see, what happened is the driver got lost. Well, your boss said it's because the website was wrong. And I was like, well... <laughs> yeah, the website has the map, you see. Yeah. So we couldn't find the way here. And the, web, the, the website I've, was I've, broken. I'm another staff member. I've just joined in, yeah. by the way. Yeah, thanks, fine. thanks. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So hang on. Conspiracy theory-wise, then. Let's say... Go back to my bit a second ago where he pulls out the pie, the pie profile. Let's say it didn't just say we only serve them before nine to meet customer demand. What would a... A, se- a top secret, don't read this out loud to the public, pie, mm. hidden thing, say. say, yeah. 
I mean, guys are still alive before nine. <laughs> you wanted them fresh. <laughs> but that was actually my question. I was going to ask you, like, what do you think Morrison's agenda is? If we go Ooh. with the pies are alive, like, put them in the soundproof oven. Then oh! I, don't, I don't want the, the customers hearing the screams. <laughs> I've remembered someone, someone in the comments section said something uh, regarding this about Sweeney Todd. They were like, oh, Sweeney Todd have, hasn't had his like first customers yet. That's why. I was like, mm. dark. Wow. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I've always thought sausage roll meat doesn't taste like any other kind of meat that I've ever (laughs) (laughs) tasted. That was fine until you laughed. (laughs) I know. This is the issue. Like every time, everything that comes out of my mouth today, I'm like, for some reason, like, oh, does that sound bad? I think it does. I'll stop now. Uh. Right. To finish, to finish everything off, um, I actually very much don't have an answer about Morris's secret agenda. And I'm not sure Tony does. However, uh, the article I'm actually talking about today is the article that follows the one that I've been talking about. Um, the uh, headline of which is Victory for Pie Couple as Morrison's <laughs> vows to sell meat pies from 7am. The pie couple. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what, what I was going to point out. The pie couple. Can I see the picture of them? Yes, you Yes, you may. Sorry. Listener. I'll read you the bit of the starting bit of that article and then I'll we can describe the picture for the that listener. That sounds good. I like that. The article says, A branch of Morrison's have backed down after a pair of customers complained that they weren't allowed to buy meat pies before 9am in what is being seen as a victory for the common man, triumph over adversity, and a win against a corporate bear moth. Linda and Tony Gilks have won. So there we go. Wow. That's what's happened. Well done them. Well done the Gilkses. You know, they have won. Just to finish <laughs> off, like, the, the most kind of enlightening bit of the whole article was the comment section and mm. um, someone in the comment section said I've, wor- I've worked in these sorts of places before and actually the sauces that they're done in and like just ha- how those pies are done they have to sit a bit before being served because they're really hot and because if you serve them straight away they'll just fall apart and that's like the simple explanation for it and how mm. the staff are going to have to come in way way earlier if um, if they're yeah. to be served from, from that early the fucking Mr. and Mrs. Pie. Yeah. Just for that to that that one couple that was upset. Mm. Every Morrison's across the country now baking uh, meat pies for 7am. Don't get eaten by anyone. They sort of throw them out. You know, actually, yeah, it's, tra- it's tragic. Stupid, isn't it, as well? Because, like you say, a lot of them are going to be thrown away. Yeah. That's a huge amount of food waste. Fuck these guys. Yeah, they're cool. it's just like it's just like pure greed as well. It's like just yeah. go, go to Greg's, go to go somewhere else. Like, yeah. and not only that, oh. what did you say they ate as well? Eight sausage rolls and two steak slices between them. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. You can get them from Iceland. You can get frozen Greg's exactly. sausage rolls. Just, just have your own at home. home. Stop yeah. going to Morrison's every day and pestering the pasta. What I will say is, if they're eating that much, then maybe there won't be any food waste to, across the country. To quote, to quote Dudden Hall, one of the commentees. This couple need to change their diet before it's too late. They need to start eating salad and fruit. Pies are not good for you. Done. I didn't know that, so I'm really yeah. glad we covered now that bit know. at the end. Yeah. Now you know. We're educational again. We're back to educational, yeah. Mm. Um, to finish off, um, salad pie. I'll, I'll read one mm. last... Really, that was the most vegan thing you've ever said. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, just, I felt bad for the pies. They did the other pies, but no, you could definitely have like an avocado-y, tomato-y pie. Yeah, but it would but have to be made like there and then, 
put in your mouth all at once. What's that, what is that? What is going on with the things <laughs> I, I'm I saying today? Like, blah, blah, blah. A burrito with like vegan ingredients is a bit like a vegetarian pie. It's also a vegan pie, more importantly. Yeah, yeah. It's I get yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've had pies that have. Have I? Oh no. yeah, there's vegetable pies. In it, that exists. That but they're still not mushroom pies. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, pie. A pie. Welcome. Yes. Pie. Pie. Welcome to We List Pies. <laughs> <laughs> um, to finish off with the pie story, um, another enlightening comment. Um, Louise Brady, thank you. If you search the internet for this couple, they have been. In the news before as a public nuisance and attention-seeking troublemakers who were served with an eviction and injunction after setting up CCTV and taking photographs of people at one of their addresses. Over 70 people took up petition against them at the time for their awful behaviour. This is another one of their attention-seeking troublemaking attempts. How sad. (laughs) I I was about to say I think we're being quite mean to the guilties, but... Maybe we're not being mean enough. Maybe we're not being mean enough. Are they the people from season one who complain about thinking, the McDonald's? I was thinking about that, and I will do a bit more digging. Because a few of our stories have been about a couple complaining. Maybe that's Maybe them. that's them. Thanks, Thank you very much, Tash. Yeah, well done. Thank that's you. That's a good one. I like that. Is it me now? It is you Okay. Now. <clears throat> Sorry, I have to clear my throat because <clears> throat> it's about to get real intense. <laughs> so this week... I've become, I've turned up uh, with a story that I am weaving myself. It's in the news. <laughs> it is in the news. It, yeah, I'm just going to go into it. All right, Do okay. it. Yeah. I have full so, confidence in thank you. Thank you. So, a lot of the stories took my fancy that I saw. <laughs> yeah. And then I went onto a local news uh, website from the, from Bradford, mm, back home. Nice. And um, there were several stories, <laughs> all of which... <laughs> Just point to the large scale of scandal that is happening in Bradford right now. Too many fingers. Just too many fingers (laughs) in too many pies. (laughs) Oh my god, we've combined everything. It's perfect. So I'm gonna call this 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 story Scandal of Bradford. (laughs) Um, So basically I'm not gonna read as well this week. I'm just gonna go. Nice, you're gonna do the old noteless. Mm -hmm. Can you can you read? No. (laughs) Okay. And Here we go. So, my first story is um, so obviously, as you know, it's been a very hot day today. It's mm, very it's warm. Very, Heat very wave, warm. maybe. Who knows? The hottest April day in a long time. Long time. Since the 40s, I think. Something like that. Bloody hell. I don't know. I think I just made that up. Again, like I said, I'm making up stories today. <laughs> that's, so, that's fine. In Bradford, there is um, uh, in the middle of the city a thing called the Mirror Pool. Mirror pool. Yeah. Can a pool get... with mirrors. Well, you'd think that that was what it was. <laughs> um, it's like, it's, basically there was a hole in the centre of Bradford for a while and they didn't do anything with it. And then Why? to distract us all, because it was meant to be a shopping centre and then they, the money the money fell through. So basically, <laughs> and so it was literally just a hole in the city centre. Like so you wait, come out the train station, there is just a big sandy hole. Is, that was is, it. It, is it because they, they were like, where should we safely put the money? Put it in the centre, <laughs> just above the thin hole, we d- and then it all fell through. And yeah. like, oh, I can't build anything. Yeah, now. yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Sounds quite fun, like a big sand pit. Yeah, it was like that. They called it a city park for a while. Oh, and they had like really... cop Yeah, and they had like a little bit of grass and then like... Like some really bad, um, like yeah. different, like sort of like things associated with Bradford that they yeah. spelt wrong. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> so then they developed like an area. That w- they built a shopping centre that's really naff, and then they developed another area of the city. And this mirror pool was there, and all the kids come out and play in it. 
but it is just like an inch of water <laughs> like on some like hard surface it's like it's not really a pond not really a pool it is just literally like a fountain a tiny fountain and yeah but there's no mirror so if you get every if you get every child in bradford out get them in there yeah that inch will hopefully rise to yeah be at least child height yeah i know absolutely science michael mm. <laughs> at least child, yes it's not to it's not there to like drown the children michael it's, it's michael's just, like how will we drown them yeah. that's what you're asking displacement yeah perfect oh. <laughs> you've, been, you've been talking about population growth a lot recently what's your aim here oh, well. <laughs> it's, is this morrison's hidden agenda <laughs> kill the children put them in the pies <laughs> That's why we've set up Mirapool, the most effective <laughs> way. I just don't of understand. Children. I just don't understand. If they call it child pie, it has to contain children. <laughs> no, it's it's got chicken in it. It's just called child pie. <laughs> I don't know. Mine's got little milk teeth in it. Oh, oh that's horrible. Horrible. Oh, well, well, yeah. So essentially, this Mirapool is. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you were a kid, maybe that inch of water that's there looks like a the sea mm. i don't know um but there's been an absolute uproar today because thousands of not thousands that's a lie <laughs> loads of parents turned up with their children who apparently aren't in school is it easter still no it's not they should be in school now but they weren't so that's well there we go too uh. hot and they turned up at the mirror pool to find that the inch of water <laughs> that's usually there was not there shit i know <laughs> No more Morrison's kiddie pies. No. This is probably the reason, the, the bad weather and the no, no, you know, the fact that the mirror pool hasn't you know, been turned on might be the reason why the Gilkses didn't get their pies. I mean, I don't you know. Say the children might already be cooked with this temperature. Exactly, yeah. Then you can have your pie before nine. It's oh. Maybe they've got enough children so they've been like, oh, we'll take that deadly centimetre of water away. Yeah. Drain exactly. the pool, we've got enough children. <laughs> like, okay, it's a big operation, we're draining the pool. <laughs> There's just one child there. being clawed down the plug. Like, mommy, mommy, help me! The child's mom's like, "This, it's a puddle. How can you be sucked in? You're so..." What's the word? I always knew my child would go to do something great, like be a pie. <laughs> That's exactly what um, my parents hoped for me as a child. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. <laughs> I'm imagining you holding a pie and being like. I did. I used to say that to my sausage rolls all the time. Although I did used to do a th- weird thing with my sausage rolls where I'd remove the um <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. the outer bit. No, I wouldn't remove the oh, outer bit. Okay. I'd 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 like <laughs> I'd open it up. I'd take out the middle bit, like the the tube of meat, and throw that away. And just eat the pastry. Anyway. And then your parents were like, "Oh no, they, I don't think she's I, gonna become a vegan when she grows up." I don't think I ever told them. No, I loved it though. I did actually love sausage rolls. I just didn't ever want. To, just just thought found it really fun. Yeah. Felt like I was excavating something. <laughs> it's a bit like the Jaffa cake situation, isn't it? Yeah, of so course it is. When you write or a letter. Cats. When you write a statement of intent to a university saying, I want to study archaeology. <laughs> like, what inspired you? Greg's. <laughs> I'll do What's the, one. the ancient historian? Greg's? No. <laughs> no, the pies. I, I used to nibble around the pastry to get the... It's very delicate work. I got the sausage out and everything. Yeah, but the thing is, what's more interesting is... Wait, who's the, in, 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 the casing. 
not the not the meat. I don't know. The pastry. The pastry. The pastry. Yeah. yeah. But what? How does that? Like how? Never mind. I'm just going to be. Well, that's what you. It was your claim that it was like archaeology. <laughs> it is like archaeology. You're removing, but then you're just throwing away like the bones and the important <laughs> yeah, bits, and then you just got the out of it. <laughs> you got the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> I find the dirt to be more interesting than the artifacts. <laughs> like we found this pyramid. Now we knock it down. We see what's standing on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Oh, apparently, it, the City Park project cost $24.4 million to build. Ooh. They could have filled oh, in no. a hole in the middle of the city centre for that. Just putting that yeah. out there. Yeah, and, and what this article says, I'm going to move on to another scandal of Bradford next. Oh. Um, but so um, this, is... this one, it, this, it says, well, instead of squeals of delight from bathing costume-clad youngsters running in and out of the water, Strange. the inch of water... <laughs> There was near silence, as not a drop of the wet stuff was to be found. They couldn't use the word water twice in the same sentence, so they said the uh, wet stuff. When when has anyone ever described water as the wet stuff? Oh, do you uh, want a drink? Yeah, um, I'll have a glass of the wet stuff. Uh, so, what, you want milk? Vodka? <laughs> any, any drink? <laughs> any any fluid? Any beverage? Uh, I guess we've got... We've got Kitty juice <laughs> from the pies. <laughs> kitty, <laughs> kitty juice, not a great name. We'll rebrand it. Slightly troubling. <laughs> we'll call it Rubicon. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she liked um, the mango. So yeah, so like basically, loads of people were disappointed that there was no water. Bradford. So yeah, people were mostly disappointed because they were like, "I've spent a tenner to get here." So it's a comment on the expensive train travel mm. as well. But uh, yeah, like all the way from Cleckeaton, which is a place in Bradford, <laughs> um, they've come all the way, all the way from there, and then brought all the kids, and there were no water, so they've had to buy them each an ice lolly to cheer them up. Oh, God. it's been an expensive day. It's all they, bracking up. They yeah. don't serve ice lollies before nine as well. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Have a slump. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god! Can you imagine the disappointment? You want an ice to cool you down and hot day like this, and I've you get a full lump. We, we we only sell frozen meat before nine. I mean, once nine hits, you can have a lolly, but have a frozen cow bit. <laughs> oh, oh, that's horrible. So anyway, it's on to my penis. second it's scandal. It's a bit like a lolly. You can lick it. I'm gonna get on to my second scandal of Bradford now. Uh, these basically, essentially, these are the top. These are the top five stories in the local newspaper of Bradford <laughs> that aren't featuring some grievously grievous bodily harm. So I think it's fair for me to do all five. So basically, yeah. So most most of the stories are just really violent and horrible, but then some of them are like this. Um, <laughs> This is this one. This one. This one. All, it's bloody ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Like it's just proper like Bradford teenager behaviour. And none of you are from Bradford, so it's like I read this story and was like, yeah, obviously that, that's not even news. Like that's just a thing that obviously that happened in Bradford today. Oh goodness, my internet's gone off. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I know the story. So a young man was driving around Bradford. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's a different story. It's fine, I'll make it up. Um, a young man was driving around Bradford with with no licence, no insurance. Mm. Basically, he just hopped in a car and was driving around. And he was, was it his car? I don't... I, I have no idea. We don't know. We don't know. But basically, the only reason he was caught is because he decided to go on Facebook and say, I'm driving around Bradford with no licence and no insurance and I haven't been caught. <laughs> oh, dear. Literally. Yeah, and th- these are all... These are all and the police just saw and were like, oh, okay. He shouldn't have, he shouldn't have yep. like, included them in the post. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Bradford police. Hey, Bradford yeah, yeah. police, well, come at me. It's a place in Bradford called Keithley, and they posted a photo of the car on their Facebook saying, today's lesson, don't brag on Facebook that police don't know you have no licence or insurance. Hashtag wow. seized. 
Hashtag shame we found out. Hashtag safer roads. <laughs> that's so funny on so yeah. many levels. And that's Firstly, the because story. they they wouldn't have found out had he not literally told them. Like that's funny. Yeah. But people report themselves all the time using social media. Mm. A lot of really dumb crimes. Yeah. A lot have been caught. Like after the London riots. There were people who were just looting, and they posted on social media what they'd stolen. So it's just like, what do you expect? I like the the role of the person though, whose job it is to tweet for the police, the tweets the social media officer, because they can have a bit of fun with it. And at the end, they've got to be like, but also be responsible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah, yeah, you know, we're doing it. We, we, there's a, there's a reason we're here. Like safer roads. Hashtag foot crime. But also hilarious <laughs> Facebook posts. Take that crime, you shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually stolen that off an internet show, sorry guys. That's okay, you're allowed. So do you want to know do you want to hear what else has happened what's, in Keithley? Keithley number three. This is this is well it's Bradford news, but it's another problem that's occurred in Keithley. Keithley. Um it's it's a horrible thing to happen to someone, but it is quite funny. <laughs> um so basically, a man named Philip, Philip Bailey. He looks pretty upset on the photo. Philip? Yeah, he, he looks like yeah, he looks like he's from Keithley. And he yeah. <laughs> That's no offence. He does look Keith, upset on the picture. He does look very upset. He's near his door yeah. and he's pointing at the door in a very yeah. upset way. Absolutely. <laughs> well, essentially, what's happened is Mr. Bailey answered the door to a man who was saying, why don't you switch over to our energy company Classic. from British Gas? British Gas is naff. We do not endorse these opinions. I don't really know about British gas. It's just a joke. Just, just a joke. Yeah, it's just, just a, a joke. joke. It's yeah. Just a joke. But yeah. So basically, he was like, "Oh yeah, so yeah, just swap to us." And then Philip said, "No, thank you," and closed the door. And then the man knocked again, uh, and it just went on like that. He just wouldn't leave him alone. He was really persistent, getting increasingly aggressive. Yeah. Just wouldn't leave. And then finally resorted to just writing a message on their door, <laughs> just an abusive message. It was like, "Fine then." If you're not gonna what, what's the, what's switch, the now that's a funny bit because it doesn't say it in the article, <laughs> and the picture's too small. Oh! But you, the, he's pointing to it, Only and I can words. see it. I don't know. Absolutely, it's, it's tiny. It's very very it's small. Tiny. I'm gonna I turn the phone around. See if it's I can. about five centimeters in height. Yeah, you can't see it. So <laughs> he, just had, he just had a biro in his pocket. It was just sort of like scribbling. Yeah, that's door. what it looks like. Yeah. It looks tiny. Might have been a real life to scale drawing of his own penis. That would be quite funny. I don't. I mean, maybe that's what it is. He has a small penis, is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so apparently my young granddaughter was there, so what Philip says, and didn't understand what was happening. She was quite distressed that the man wouldn't leave. Yeah, he sounds like an awful man. But still, I can't see what the message is. I don't think. What if it's like you you could have got cheaper gas, you idiots? Like, hey, I'll give you free gas. Had a great chat. Maybe he was a vampire and he was just being like, he was being invited over the. Let me look at your meter. Let me in your house. Maybe I love gas. Let me, let me, give us a. Oh, that was a fart joke. We haven't had any poor fart jokes the whole episode. I was going to do a poo story today as well. Oh yes. Yeah. But would you want to hear the top story? Is that the poo story? Top story in Bradford. So. As you might have, as you might already know, Bradford is the UK's curry capital. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's it's amazing. The curries there are great. It's you know, a pleasure to grow up in a place that you know, all the food's amazing. Um, quite lucky really. Yeah, definitely not all the food's amazing. <laughs> there was a place called Bobby's with a Z on the end. <laughs> that isn't the worst curry in Bradford, but also I wouldn't recommend it. That Sorry, Bobby's. Like but. A film where all of the police become zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Or oh, Bobby's. I, I would really, really love cool. to see that. Film. Yeah, 
Yeah, let's but do I, it. But I, we've done too many trailer jokes, so I'm not going there. Zombie. No. This one would be different to all the other In that, it, <laughs> there would be... The, it would be the same as all the other Coming ones. to your screens this they're year. They're police. No, please don't. Every time, but they're every time I hear corpses. This, every time I hear this fucking... But they're also zombies. Every time I hear this rhythm, I imagine like a diligent listener just being like, oh, for fuck's sake. Not again. They do this every fucking week. Real really testing really testing me yeah um, so basically yes it's curry capital it's bradford it's a great place to be to visit and to go so please do go there go in the mirror pool <laughs> the city park's now a really bad shopping center but you can get a good curry you know and a good time and, and a good time <laughs> a good it, curry means but, a good time absolutely but, but what you... i wouldn't recommend is bathing i don't think you even can but in, in, curry. in in bradford beck oh because there's been a few pollution problems. Our Bradford Beck runs underneath the city. So is it? it's only visible from a few parts of the city. It's I like see. a tiny little sort of stream um, that like leads into the River Air, which is right, yeah, which is like the bigger river. That's cool. Um, yeah, so that's it's quite nice. I think a few like different buildings have it like that know it runs under, sort of, you know, have access to it, which is really a really like nice thing. It could be. Like anyway. a canal. Like it's like a natural stream. Natural mm. thing, I think. To be honest, I don't, Is that I, what I don't Beck know. Means? I think so. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah. Yes. So basically, but it has actually become polluted now. The mm. river. I've seen the pictures, and it is bright yellow. Oh. What do you think might be? We is yellow. We is yellow. Luke Can is be yellow. Luke is it? Lots of Luke is it? It can also be green. What? Green. We can't be green. It can be brown. No, no, it goes. It goes Sorry, right, we're just all... singing the, the, the fucking what's that song by Mika? I can be brown, it can be blue, it can be white. It's about we. It's it not. Can Sorry, Mika. It can be blue. I, I'm sure it's not. It can be. I mean, I like it. Coming back to the back of this, of this, um, of this pollution is like, why is the Beck? Why is it yellow? I think you stress the fact that it was under buildings, mm. so that must be it. What what comes up comes down well, I think you've applied the wrong like common phrase to a toilet I honestly think what I tried to do is there's there's a phrase in oh it's Pirates of the Caribbean of course and they're like up is down and I tried to apply I remember that. are you watching that weekly now <laughs> I've actually stopped myself watching it <laughs> but it's ingrained so yeah. it's, uh, I don't think I've seen think it for we. years and I don't it, it has to be yeah me neither me neither we or no, chemicals yeah. we or chemicals well you are mistaken my friend is it poo? It's, it's not poo. Essentially, <laughs> the reason that the the beck is yellow is frequent curry pollution. What? Oh. Now, how did none of us get that? Given that you I were did say I wasn't just before. celebrating the city's, you know, beautiful assets, but a group dedicated to improving Bradford Beck uncovered uncovered last year that the curry had been entering the water system from food preparation facilities in the city, leading to discoloured, smelly water along stretches of the The curry. It makes the curry sound like a really, like, sneaky character. Yeah, the curry's been making its way Mm. on the street. Yeah. The curry bandit strikes again. (laughs) (laughs) And I imagine that it's probably, like, like, led to some, like, sort of, like, idiotic people in Bradford being like bloody curry polluting our rivers bloody <laughs> and then but as, as they sat there eating like their madras yeah. like, they'll be like after that. Brexit there'll be no more curry yeah <laughs> we've got the curry can't wait to get this absolutely that was direct yeah um, 
But yeah, apparently it was com- it's completely innocent. Like abs- like loads of pe- like apparently a lot of restaurants. It's something to do with the the old sewage system in Bradford. Like the city is like it's a really old drainage system. Yeah, so for, for that reason, there's like some pipes uh, don't lead the right way or something. I don't know. So it's just yeah. all been entering, like, I don't know, normal restaurants. It's just going down the drain. So, and then, so it's not like anyone's like dumping the curry into the river sneakily, like, <laughs> so, oh, where are we going to put it all? Scrape it right into so the it's river. It's not the curry bandits. No, so it's not the curry bandits. Bradford has two concurrent systems one's for water and one's for carrying cu- <laughs> curry around. So yeah, you can yeah. access your curry tap at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You pay yeah. the curry tax, obviously to get it yeah but, yeah of you know, course you do yeah you pay tax and everything oh that wouldn't that be good no no it'd be <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's awful it's no specific curry it's, it's just whatever's there of it's like yeah. meat curry oh <laughs> we got a rogan josh today very nice no we're doing a rogan josh now that's, i'm trying to work out yeah i'm trying to work yeah basically that's, that's like that's Pete it bradford isn't it it wasn't malicious whatsoever it was just a case of the businesses washing up facilities draining into the beck so there we go. That's the end. That's the end of the story. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, guys. Casey. Sorry. Fantastic. That's a scandal. Thank you very much. Very welcome. <laughs> you know what that was like? It was like twenty-one short stories about Springfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where was the steamed hams, Katie? I'm sorry. I should, oh, steamed curry. That was good, though. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah curry. I'd, I'd love to tell some stories about Derby. Yeah, you should do it. I looked up um, my hometown's uh, news and. It was there was there was one story about my school and it was just like boy not expelled despite threatening child with knife. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, keep it cool, Pitville. Enough of news. Uh, I've got the last story of the week and I'll, I'll reserve the title just for now. For my story, I'd like to whisk you all away to a beautiful oh. sunny morning in Stockholm, Sweden. Oh. Um, so if, if you can imagine, you you wake up in your lovely inner city apartment, you pull on your dressing gown, and wonder what kind of meatballs you'll be having for dinner tonight you walk into the living room for dinner not for breakfast not for breakfast of course one. you walk into the living room you open up the curtains and suddenly blood floods into your head as you become incensed with rage from what you see out of your window what could possibly have angered the people of Stockholm so much this week oh oh my god <laughs> wow definitely imagine some sort of apocalypse Hitler's that. Hitler's back <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, and he's got friends, <laughs> and they're like they're graffiti and everything. <laughs> Love Heil me. <laughs> it's one of the things they're writing. Don't know why he's in it's, Sweden though. It's it's not Hitler related. I'm afraid. <laughs> you know this isn't the first time. We've... Oh no, he did a Hitler joke last week. I did it before. <laughs> oh, did he? oh no. Um, is it weather related? It's not weather related. Okay. Is it that? They're doing like uh, city works everywhere, every road. Not, not quite. Not quite. They've knocked oh, something closer. down. They haven't knocked anything down. The river's gone yellow. I know what it is. <gasps> you know what it is. I actually do know what it is. Have you seen it? I've, I know the story now. Damn okay. it! Oh. oh. Do, you, do you have a guess? Guess. Yeah. He doesn't get to tell it. Yeah. Can, because all all the guesses have now really confused me. That's because you were on your phone that entire yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. That's reveal. <laughs> Basically, the re- the problem is because I was meant to, because I'm meant to be meeting someone after the recording of the podcast. Sorry, listen. shout them out. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. my friends Gareth and little Emma and Lucas. I was meant to meet little them. Gareth, Gareth, not little Emma, Emma just normal sized Emma. I don't know. She's that's an even weirder name. <laughs> she's she's just Emma. Uh, but yeah, I was meant to meet them, so that's why I was just letting them know that. Katie's just doing some quality broadcasting. Of course. So I'm just I'm so sorry. The she's... gang's all here, Gareth. 
Normal sized Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Why do you keep calling me that? Normal sized Emma. <laughs> and they should get really suspicious about the other Emmas in my life. It's all right, Emma, don't worry about it. Um, is it because I. I don't, no, I don't I guess. Carrot, do tell us. Well, what greeted the eyes of homeowners around one particular building in Stockholm this week? Lots is of a pigeons. Fo- a Sorry. five story high blue penis. Oh. In front of their building, which has received a storm of complaints from neighbours, as you might imagine. Wow! Giant, giant blue dick. Do you know why? why was that? Why was it there? Well, I'll explain. <laughs> the penis is, of course, a mural. Uh, of pa- course, pa- oh, painted up on the side oh, of an apartment block. I thought it was like it was like a, a sculpture. In memory. That's what I, I thought. Also yeah, thought it was like a sculpture appeared in a courtyard like, mm, sort of thing. Did, it was there. It got there very quickly. Yeah. Um, so. Landed like from the sky. <laughs> Isn't it because Papa Smurf passed away recently? <laughs> oh, that's horrible. And he was obviously very well endowed. <laughs> he's tiny, but he's got a five foot high, five story five high. Story yeah. high um, it's, uh, if he gets an erection, he dies. <laughs> the the company that, co- that owns the block commissions a a new mural for this building every six months. Or a mural, sometimes called. Continue. Or a mural. Um, and each mural goes up and uh, is, is, is there for six months and this one is now already in the process of being taken down because so many people have complained about it in fact there Naturally. are banners up on it that say something along the lines of um, keep your penis inside I think that is actually it I think there's a big banner I mean, that's gone yeah. up saying keep your penis inside in, in protest of this big willy okay. yeah what do we all think of big blue dicks would you be upset at a big blue dick being outside your I got it. I mean, like, blue. They're not blue. That's <laughs> honestly my biggest complaint with it. If it was a regular penis, I think I'd be less offended. But blue's so garish. People are gonna yeah. like expect that and then be disappointed when they're no, not. You know what it's like. If you go, to, okay, so there's like raising a, people's expectations. If you see like a regular meal in front of you and then the same meal but everything's slightly wrong color-wise, you'll feel <laughs> somewhat offended on a very base level. I mean, I would wrong argue. coloring. No, not really. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Area. Nino, Nino, Nino. Not what I meant. <laughs> oh, no. Do you want to go? I think it's, I think it's just because it's a penis, George. I think. <laughs> so, but who... I have so many questions. It makes you question. It makes you question the whole, oh, you know, we rate films sometimes depending on the amount of nudity in them. Things mm. like that, you know, we don't really show things off in public. Like that—that's a—that's yeah. like a common human thing that we've sort of decided. Yeah. And it comes back to that. And that question to me has never really been answered. It's a very philosophical question, in my mm. opinion, and it, and it brings that to to mind, doesn't it? Is it in? Did you say Stockholm? Yes. Which is Sweden, right? Yes. Yeah. So I have heard actually, and I don't know this. As a fact, but I'm just going to say it anyway that pe- a lot of people in Sweden are a lot more comfortable with nudity than we are mm. as like British yeah, stuck up people. I think it's quite oh, a, they've got like a some Nordic, of the best that Nordic? like yeah. sex ed yeah. in in the world. Really? A friend yeah. of mine being has done a masters on this. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like being comfortable, being able to talk about bodies and stuff. I think that's just a, a Victorian Britain maybe yeah. gave us that. I'm not but sure. There's but. something about like a, a penis attached to a human being that is remarkably less unsettling than just a penis on than its just own. Just a penis. Yeah. five-story blue one as well. I mean, it's making a point. What's the point? Is it? No, as in it's not making... I'm, I don't know what point it's making, but when you do... When you take anything in abstract, like you highlight a certain thing, 
and then you make it massive for everyone to see, mm. it's kind of like it's it's, 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 it's discussion. It's not subtle. So if we compare it to, say, they'd they'd drawn a I don't know a thirty centimeter balloon penis on. Then I would just think that's vandalism. Yeah, you would think it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was. So, all, say, all I, am, I imagine. Yeah. I imagine it was. How was it done? Was it like because I'm imagining it as like a work of art? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a work of art. it's, yeah. it's a painted. Uh, like it's quite it's, elaborate. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not just it's, got veins it's, and it's not just it's like not just, lined. Yeah. It's not it's not like you want to see on your school. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I mean, what I said before, if I just see like a willy <laughs> attached to a normal person. I, I don't I don't care about any person. It could be anyone you want to be. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> Michael defining what's okay colour wise so if it, so and what is okay normal. So if, if 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 there's a blue willy attached to a blue person, you're fine with that. But a blue willy attached to a building, no, it's not. Attached. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's, it's the, the, no. I see what you're saying, mm. and look, I, I think as well, like in a romantic sense or in a couple sense or we, we really sh- or, or just like biologically we shouldn't be ashamed of of our, of our genitals but but just by themselves i don't think they're aesthetically grand like but that's your opinion mm. yeah i suppose like but what about yes. um yeah like all sculptures of like sculptures of like greek and roman and they've got willies on them haven't but they attached to yeah. humans but is that also, why it's so offensive then because it's not attached. also what if it was a massive say vagina no boob <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, it, just by itself still yeah. I'm a bit like it's looking at you no, no, <laughs> it's like the Mona Lisa no matter what about a massive eye and it was also discoloured it was purple it's st- I still think it made me feel uncomfortable to some degree because like Big Brother from 1984 is obviously filled with that imagery of just giant, yeah, yeah, giant human face, giant, giant bit anything. Bit weird, yeah. It, it's, I think it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. But on a building, it's normal sized. <laughs> if buildings had penises, they'd be that big. They'd be that big. What as big Five as the building? No, as big as the building? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's not how it works. Goliath. That's not how it works. Do you remember that rhyme? Uncle Jimmy had a no. What was it? Uncle Billy had a what was it like six five foot story blue willy. <laughs> <laughs> he showed it to the girl next door. She thought it was an affront to common decency, so she got it scrubbed off. She thought it was an affront to nature. Um, but this is basically what the the company who commissioned it was trying to promote. There was a company. Um, wow. Well, um, Camilla Clint, the company's marketing manager. This is the the person who runs the marketing for the building. Okay. Like the tendencies. Um, says culture and art are important in developing interesting urban environments. Some people welcome the penis as an important part of the debate around sexuality, body, and gender. She then added, "Others, especially neighbours, had received it less well and perceived it as offensive." I think they were annoyed about property values, possibly. I would say I can understand, for example, a, a, a parent or a responsible adult saying, "This isn't the sort of thing I want my kids seeing," and. In a way, I, I would understand that. Not nece- I'm not not necessarily agree with that. Not necessarily I would be like that mm. as responsible. You know, I may well be. But more just the fact that respect for someone's... Um, the way someone wants to bring up their children kind of thing. Sure. In my opinion, that's quite an understandable angle for mm. the againstness, maybe. One of, possibly. Yeah. I think if we're going to spend so long t- trying to teach our children what is normal... Body-wise. <laughs> Blue penises might throw them off. We're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Well, uh, the designer, Carolina Falkholt, she hoped it would be received better in her home country because in New York in December, she had a giant pink penis erected, which was taken yeah. down after three days. Immediately. Like, yeah. no! Back down you go. I'm walking here! <laughs> it was commissioned for three months yeah. and it didn't, it didn't. 
baked it three days. So where? Oh my! Where was, was that? York. Oh wow! Manhattan, New York. Mm. That's There's really a sad. theme park, isn't there? In Japan, is it? Possibly. There's a theme park. There is. Maybe I should keep that for a story. Monkey bars, but with dicks. Uh, but like, it's massive. It's <laughs> it's like Disney World or like or like <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Go inside the haunted balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quite literally, it's that sort of thing. And it's just, there's loads of statues and, like, buildings that are shaped I just don't... It's, look, I, in a romantic context, it can be beautiful, but just <laughs> by itself... It's fine. It's just a bit of a dick. But what I do, other I things have we... there been? Did you say that it's like a, there's been mural, murals... On, I can't say that word. What is mural. the word? Mural. mural. There's been murals on there before. It's like a, yeah. it's like a circulating every, thing. Every six months, yeah. Okay, so what has been on previously? Is it just like, oh, some flowers? I don't know. I'm not saying that flowers and willies. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, I like flowers. We got we, we really got to we got a, a gradient of what you know. To get to the penis, we can't just jump straight in. You can't just we go flowers then penis. We got to do flowers <laughs> then. Then a dog. Uh, then dog with balls tree. still attached. <laughs> then zoom in on the dog's balls. <laughs> Then big blue penis. Yeah. <laughs> got a heavy pet them first. Oh, uh, then. Well <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think I'd like it. I think it'd be refreshing. Yeah, but but then it. again, for six months, it's like, oh, okay. There's the dick again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think people would go for it. Where should I meet yeah. you? Meet me at the uh, the massive blue penis. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, but then forever that that spot would be called like the big blue dick, and yeah. it'd be like it'd be like one of those things. that's like, oh, why is this bowling alley called the big blue dick? And it'd be like, oh, it, it's not. It's just we call it that because there used to be a big blue dick here. Like, don't worry about it. I would say, for me personally, say it would be fine. However, I respect the fact that it wouldn't be fine for certain people, and because it's a big city, it's the city centre. They live in like a big community. I think when it's something that obtuse, yeah. I think maybe it's worth respecting. Well, mm. in her defence, um, the, the, the artist said, uh, I think perhaps it will be allowed to remain here. People will get the message and let it take its place in the debate. I think there's more intellectual space to discuss the subject in a nuanced way. Um, she then said she'd like to think of the Stockholm painting, which is titled Fuck the World, as a reincarnation she didn't say what of. Oh. Yeah. Of herself or penises or art. Maybe. Jesus. I don't know. Or the world. Rising up fucked. from the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just Jesus. a single penis <laughs> on a grave. I'm back. <laughs> Out it comes. And the rest wow. of me is shortly to follow. That is. Oh. I, I mean, that's... that sounds like the penis was in charge of the body, though. Like, the, <laughs> the penis is where the brain is. I think that's what the Dead Sea Scrolls said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus rose up as a giant blue phallus. Um, then the rest of it went up afterwards. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, no, I just oh. did a Jimmy Carla. <laughs> I think That's there's good. a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about here. Like, mm. it's also about, like, phalluses, which I think a good word to use. I think in the modern day, openness about them stems from, ooh, we, we don't have social norms anymore. There's no boundaries. We're completely open and liberated. However... There are cultures and have been in like history, like way, way in the past, which have like had a really big kind of culture of um, appreciating sexuality, stuff like that, mm. which I think to an extent maybe that Japan's sort of stuff comes from as well. Where does that bring us like with stuff like that? Because that's art. I wouldn't necessarily say that that's helpful in the social realm. Do you know what mm. I mean? 
But then, like, as what's art meant to be? Like, what's art meant to be? Because exactly. it's, like, it's not meant to be there and for mass appeal. That's like, what I mean. Like, I think there's a lot of discussion to be had about this. Andy Warhol, Which you know? Which definitely tell that I did the science degree and I just, I'm like, I don't know how to have this conversation. <laughs> how do we talk? <laughs> you just say words and hope that they've yeah. made a sentence. Are we reading a word count? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah, you basically, like, so, you know, art, like, Andy Warhol, he made some art yeah. sometime. You know, Colour. what was he saying? Shades. Shades. Uh, so that's my story. Hey, well done, Jules. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Smooth. Shall we recap the stories then? Yes, yes. perfect. My story was about the man who never learned to read and became a teacher. It's called Who Will Teach the Teacher? My story, I'll just use the three words that I used in our description to as the headline, which is Morning Pie Anger. What's my story? Oh, Breath and Scandal. <laughs> And mine was called Bildong. This is a building of a dog. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Nice. Ah, oh man, that was great. Oh, Bill's uh, dong. Oh, yeah, it doesn't end. I, guess I swear I when I know I re- my heart I, I... can make you happy. Okay, so the results are in. Um, so, uh, it's very close this week. Yeah. Very, oh. very, very oh. tight. Oh. Um, um, as it's tradition, I'll go in reverse order. <laughs> no! Um, in fourth place uh, is myself with two points. Oh. Well done, Jules. Well done, Jules. Two-point clap there. Um, in second place, with three points each, oh. Natasha Michael. <gasps> Hang on, guys. We're clapping, <laughs> not these guys. No. Uh, I, think, I think Katie's just a bit uh, excited because our winner this week with four points is Katie. Yeah! <laughs> oh, congratulations, Katie. I love the stories oh, that we learned from week. winning. Um, yeah. Like, I also, the one time I won, I was like, I don't care about notes. You know, I've just read the story, it's funny. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's what I'm going to do all the time. I'm going to make it up every week. Thank you for listening to We Don't Talk About Brexit. Tune in again next Sunday at 8pm for four new stories from the week. As always, give us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think. Ta-ra!